welcome to Bite Size Conversations. I am Jenny Walk from Elephant in the Room Consulting and I have my digital BFF, Kylie Mobile-Allen from Hello Media joining us today. And it's the first Friday back for 2022. How are you feeling today, Kylie? In a word, discombobulated. <laughs> Great word though. I mean, you couldn't choose a better word than discombobulated. <laughs> it's, it's so strange to be back it feels like we had, the break was so long but also not short not long enough I feel like there's kind of so much happening in this week and some people are still at work some people are still on holiday it's kind of everyone seems to be at a different place in, in at, at this year last year everyone was back at work trying to get the year started hoping that 2021 was going to be a great year and this year it's like I don't know, do we want to join 2022 or should we just pull the covers over? <laughs> uh, my family went into isolation about a week before Christmas. So we've had a very, very interesting um, last month. Um, last night, no, I've been well, well over a week now, but last night I attended a digital summit. It was an hour and it ended up so it was a really rude awakening to the beginning of the year. And I just went, oh, so I just did a 13 hour day. It's not how I wanted to start this year. I was planning on being really focused on balance. And I yep. missed my bike ride last night, Jenny. Oh, no. Because of attending this thing, I was like, oh, damn. So back on track today and um, really focused this year on balance. What about you? What's your focus this year? Um, our focus is actually consolidation. It's funny, consolidation and growth, which I know seems kind of contradictory, but consolidating, we're relaunching our business mastermind uh, next week. So we already have a participant who's fully paid and joined our program starting in the first week of February, which is so exciting because we haven't even gone to market yet for it. Um, but that program restarts at the start of February. So we're relaunching it with a slightly different focus and a little bit more consolidation, um, which is going to be really exciting. And then at the same time, we have a, the other consulting part of the business is growing like crazy this year. So we already have uh, five very large consulting contracts for the year. So we're kind of how we're consolidating our time and really just looking at how we're going to continue to grow the business. So um, it seems contradictory, but for us, it's a real kind of focus of um, using our time, leveraging our time. But so I think the word for me is probably leverage this year is how to leverage about, our time and our resources to, you know, really serve our clients well. What about your personal word? Because for me, my personal word, word is balance. My business word is focus, which actually happens to be my word from three years ago. I've just readopted it again. So what's your personal word this year? Um, I think balance is probably the, if I have, because actually I always never think about a personal word till about March actually. But I think at the moment balance is a really good one. We took a really, we had a, a three week break. I think like you did over the Christmas break because we had the end of 2021 was such a big year for us. And as a team, we all needed to kind of reset and take a break and just decompress from what the year was. So I think balance for me is, is definitely going to be a person, the personal word to really ensure we can still go to gym still get the work done still serve our clients and spend time with my partner and my family that's so important to us and we didn't do enough of that last year both, both of us jenny we'll keep each other accountable i think that sounds good balanced lives. <laughs> yes that sounds like a good idea so we're looking for our, our topic today is looking at what we need to be thinking about for 2022 going forward or not thinking about necessarily but like renewed focus 
So in your business, Jenny, what's, I know you've, we've talked about what your word is, et cetera, but in terms of actually getting the work done, what's your focus for this year? Or what do you feel like you're going to be adopting that's new? I think for us, we're actually going to start saying no, which is actually new for us. Um, we are always are that kind of let's take on more and more work because we can manage. And I think what I've recognised is the type of work that our business is growing into is very specialised and very particularly from the consulting side. And so for us, we're really focusing our, our effort and our time on projects that really resonate with us as a business. Last year, we were doing a lot of extra work that really didn't resonate with us as a business, but was really nice work. Um, but because it took us off our path, it started pulling us in different directions. So we're really focused on how we want to grow that side of the business this year. And so the type of work we're going to do and the type of projects we're doing are really need to be aligned with our, with our long-term vision of the business and, what we, and how we want to serve. And I think that's the biggest challenge for us is as a business, we want to always say yes to everything because it sounds fun and it's interesting. And we also want to help people. And so for, for me to be really... Um, strict I guess is the word and hold myself accountable to saying no or saying we'd love to do that but not now so not overwhelming us and I know that's easy when you're a solopreneur and your business is growing and our business is growing our team is growing and so really consolidating that to say this is the type of focus this is the path we're on it's the true path for us and let's not kind of you know go down rabbit warrens just because it sounds like fun <laughs> mm. that makes sense yeah, that's a really, really good one. So it's really about aligning your values and your, with your direction. So I, I think that's a really exciting one to be focused yeah. on. And particularly we've talked last year a bit about, you know, um, the Indigenous space in a way. And then for you wanting to highlight some of those businesses and is it like highlight the work you do in it, et cetera, which I think is so wonderful. So is yeah. that the kind of direction you're thinking of? It is, it is a lot of that. Um, I We recognise that we don't really promote that side of the business and that work, and we never really have. It's just work that comes to us. Um, but we're really proud of the work that we've been doing in that space and some of the console, some of the engagement pieces that we've been doing, particularly helping businesses understand their obligations and understand how they can really lean into um, the Indigenous or First Nations space and, and work with the traditional owners, the local Indigenous people, as well as businesses to really support reconciliation. So that's something that we have found as a is I mean we've it's always been there in our business but it's certainly becoming to the fore so that stakeholder engagement piece and helping people find real clarity around how they can engage in a respectful and and culturally appropriate way but also that builds you know that reconciliation reconciliation is a word is about bringing people together it's actually about finding a, a common path and recognizing that the past and the future is a joint one and so that is really a passion for me that's the same with, with you know with our business consulting piece but i think really elevating that and starting to focus on on those elements from a, from a strategic planning perspective brings all my 20 odd years of of knowledge and experience into a really focused effort and I think that's where we're going to see growth and that's where we're really going to see um, really great outcomes for the business yeah mm, that's exciting and I really love what you're saying around really being focused on where you want to head being able to say no that's such a big one because it's not aligning with you and I think that that's incredible 
I know we talked a while back about, I knew for me what success meant was when I was able to say no to new clients that didn't feel right for me. And, you know, that's definitely not aligning with your values. It's ones that you know are just not going to make you feel good at the end of the day. You know, we've all had clients where you just, it's so exhausting working with them and they're either not going to, not going to do the work or for whatever reason it is that it's just not working out. So I really love it when, when people can get to that stage where they can say, no, just, just no. No. And, you know, I had, I had a situation a few years ago where I said, no and she kept coming back at me with well when well when and I didn't the right I didn't have the courage to say never and then her (laughs) partner got on to me and he approached me about have you and I didn't know they were partners and I said have you and he said have you got time to have a um, discovery call I want to talk to you about this and then we got almost to the end and he said so actually you're a liar because why have you taken the time to have a call with me to be a potential new client and you've said no to my partner and I was like whoa so it was a big lesson for me and that <coughs> actually I've got to be honest so when I say no don't pretend by saying I just don't have the time when I actually need to say it's not the right fit I don't know if I've actually still come up with the right way of saying that but you know without without offending interesting thing we, I mean I looked at joining a program last year and you and I were looking at a particular program that had a registration form and what I loved about the particular registration form and we're adopting something similar for our business this year so we've set up automation so people can register once once people have had a discovery call and they've paid or paid the deposit for a program they get their registration form where we collect information about the business and that's all automated for us now which is really exciting so it's us having to do that email stuff but what I loved about this particular registration form is it's starts off by saying you are applying to join my business and I'm going to see whether this is going to work for both of us so you have to provide some fairly you know open conversations about what my values are where I want to see myself and those questions to see have you really considered your business before you've come and spoken to me and but it starts with this is about deciding whether we're going to fit and so what I loved about the way that it was developed, and in fact, we're looking at bringing that in even before discovery calls to try and find a way to have that conversation. So being really clear to say, if I don't think this is going to work with us, I'm actually going to say no. And I think that's a really nice way. And I feel that would be a really lovely way for you, for us to have that kind of alignment conversation really upfront, because I've told you before you even click submit and join my call, I'm going to, I'm, I'm assessing whether this is going to work for us and no is an okay answer. And I think we're so scared of the word no, we're scared. And and I've often done that. I mean, I'm ex-military. So yes is the only answer. Yes. And I'll do it. And you just work it out. Right. You just make it happen. And I had that for so many years until someone tested me and saying, and I had a boss once who said, I'm going to keep throwing projects at you until you say no. And I'm like, that's never going to happen. And she's like, well, that's going to break you then. And I was like, wow, because some people just, that's that's their attitude. It sounds like that couple that you had to even do that testing piece. Why would they want to take you through that process? For what value is that going to have? It's just, it's not nice to you. It's not nice for them. And it just leaves a bitter taste in everyone's mouth. So I completely agree. Having that courage to say no and go, actually, we're not a good fit is okay. Yeah, I think so. And I think sometimes it's opening up, excuse me, I'm (coughs) I'm croaky. It's opening it up for them to maybe have a little look at what's happening there as well. Because for me, the, um, the, the woman in particular is just incredibly aggressive. 
And so I knew that wouldn't feel feel like right for me. And also I'd worked with her many years ago with her as a trainer at the gym. So I knew knew exactly what she's like. I've been following her, you know, we've been personal friends-ish for many years. So I knew, a million percent I knew it was never, ever going to to be right. Wow. Yeah. But, you know, how do you come up with the right way of saying things without being offended? Uh, or, or sorry, without being offensive. I think that's a really tricky one. So being confident. I think that's what I think it's confident. But also, I think we forget that, yes, our business is to serve others, but particularly in the work that you and I do, it's very personal to us. And so when we have a client where there's there, where there's that kind of sandpaper effect when you're working with someone, and we've both had clients, we've talked about our clients that, that feel like sandpaper rather than, you know, a nice, you know, nice cotton sheet. And so you don't fit in. It's always kind of a little bit rough. And I think it's being confident to say, this is our business. And when we don't have that engagement and when we don't feel comfortable with the other person, we can't give them the best work. We can't serve them in the best way. And we're not, we're actually not going to engage with them in a way that actually that values and benefits them. So, and and we've had this conversation a number of times with over the last year uh, with my team about how do we have that fit? And at what point do we say, and is it early on or is it during the process or do you wait till at the end of the process and say, look, that was great, but I don't think we want to work together again because it really wasn't comfortable so and but I think this is about it's our personal this is our this is we put our heart and soul on the plate when we coach when we do our work when we whether it's you doing social media and your team doing social media or building websites for people or having this one-on-one conversation with people it's personal to us it's not an arm's length discussion and I think that gives us I guess some license to be able to say this is not this is not a good fit I don't feel good about this and I'm telling you because I respect you as a person and so I'm going to tell you that it doesn't work for us because if I keep going on this way we're just going to end up in a in a very bad place like that couple did with you yeah and you're right we are giving our heart and soul and anybody that does anything outside of the home whether it's for monetary exchange or their voluntary work exchange you've got to be doing it with in, in a way that feels good because it's your time at the end of the day exactly. yeah exactly I love 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 your analogy of the sandpaper and the the nice cotton sheets i'm even going to so far as to go even extend that one to lovely worn in cotton sheets you know when they've got that delicious <laughs> softness yeah you know? oh i love it yeah so i think that's i think it's a really good point though because it, it comes to you when you're looking because we're, we're talking today about our digital marketing goals for 2022 is kind of what's our focus but that in itself has that same conversation because how many times have we had conversations with clients saying i don't feel comfortable posting this but i keep yeah. posting it because someone else told me to post it someone else said i should post like this so i've been doing it and it doesn't feel right and i don't feel comfortable doing it but i'm doing it because it's someone else's idea of what success looks like and that's the same conversation applies when you're setting goals around your digital marketing. It has to fit you and your brand because it's a representation of you and your brand. And if you choose to do something that you don't feel comfortable with, what are you going to attract? Uncomfortable people. Yes, it's so interesting. Let's look at lives, for example. I don't like jumping on Instagram and doing a live and saying, here I am going for my morning walk. Here I am at the beach now. Here I am cooking my lunch or something like that. Here I am going to the toilet. So, but... And so in a way, I've always felt that I'm actually just not comfortable with lives. But look, we're live right now. I'm super comfortable with it. So it's a case of finding ways that works for you. And so it's not about, I can't do a live. I'm never going to go live. It's about 
finding ways that that really sit well with you. And so I actually never again, I'm going to say I don't like doing lives. I'm just going to say I don't really enjoy doing Instagram lives into my stories. And oh, I think we just lost Jenny. She might be having it just my computer's having a little day today. So I apologize. I am here. I'm I. I, I <laughs> yeah, here you go. I just wanted to say too, too thing around people and working with people etc so in my husband's business he employs people we also have his carers in the home a lot of hours every day of the week so he's employing people there I'm employing people in my business and he's always said to me Kylie you don't need to be their friends you just need to make sure that they're the right fit in your business or in our home as a carer etc and that they do a really good job and it's always been a battle for me because I actually really believe I do need to have them as friends. <clears throat> Excuse me. I need, well, not even necessarily the friends, but I need to really like them and I need for them to like me. And if, it's not, if that's not going to happen, then it's definitely not going to be the right fit for me. And I think that also goes on to clients. And, and so with that analogy with the sandpaper and the soft cotton sheets is the same because it doesn't mean we're going to be going to the pub and having dinner and drinks. But it certainly means do we get on Zoom and do we really do we really feel each other? Do we get each other? And that's super important to me. What about you? I completely agree. I think because of the we're having conversations about people's businesses, their lives, we're asking questions about who they are as individuals, what their values are, what they want to get out of their life, what their goals are. They're personal questions. So if I'm asking somebody, and I had I actually had a couple of years ago a conversation with somebody who jumped on a discovery call with me. They reached out and said, "Can we jump on a discovery call?" And I said, "Great." So I had this 45 minute conversation, and so we we're going through. And they said, "Look, this is my challenge. My challenge is X." And I said, "Okay." So let's talk about what that might mean and they're like you're not telling me anything that I don't know and I was like okay so what is it that you're so what is the challenge what are you having the conversation with me for about cash flow why did you say that was one of the challenges that you wanted to talk through she's like well that's just one of the challenges that I'm having and I'm like Okay, so it was this really kind of almost like she was testing me in this discovery call to see whether or not I could answer the question, whether I could support or help her. But it became this kind of almost adversarial discussion of I would give some conversation and they'd be like, yes, I already knew that. And as soon as that conversation started, I knew that we were just going to go through the conversation. I would actually, so I actually started pulling back and I ended up saying, no problem. So what, what would you like to talk about? And they actually just ended up spending most of the time telling me about the growth of their business and the challenge of their business and what they're doing. And that was it. And I was like, great, really great to hear about your business. So great. Best of luck with what you're doing. And that was it. There was no offer. There was no sale. There was nothing because there was clearly going to be this disconnect around values and alignment and a willingness to learn and a willingness to hear other opinions and I and I feel from my perspective as soon as I feel that friction at the start I I actually pull back and say this is not going to work and I do that as a subconscious conversation but the way that I, I, I it comes out is that I just don't pitch I actually just don't say there's an offer at the end because I don't want to work with them. And by not giving them the offer, they don't have the opportunity to, to even, and if they ask me, then I say, look, this is what it is. But or I might say, oh, I don't think it's going to fit for us. But because I've never offered, it actually stops the sale and therefore we don't actually have to continue any conversation. So I find for me, that's an easy way of doing, of pulling back without having to have an uncomfortable conversation um, around, I don't want to work with you. <laughs> That's so good. And I think whether you're a 
service-based or a product-based, et cetera. I was talking with a client the other day who's a product-based and has a big wholesale side of it and saying, you're, you're in the driver's seat. You decide who gets a discount. You decide yeah. who you give extra special love to, who you might send a gift out to with their order. And you don't have to publicize it. And so then when a person gets a gift, that's a lovely bonus rather than saying everybody gets a gift and then you're feeling resentment about sending those out to those that you just don't really like, you know, whether it's also, whether it's retail, there's always going to be customers that are going to frustrate you with their kind of rudeness or their, what, you know, particularly right now when they're not being very understanding about delays and post and, yeah. you know, all those kind of. Well, we're up at, I, I, we live here in South Queensland and there's a, a leagues club up the road and it has a very large sign up that says, you know, everybody is struggling with staff. Everybody is unwell and, and, and at the moment are not able to get staff. So please don't take it out on the people who choose to show up. And I love that because it's on their billboard that you drive past. And it's a reminder to everybody that everybody is, there's challenges in everybody's lives. There's always something going on. And there's no need to actually bring that adversarial or bring this kind of attitude to any engagement that we have. And as soon as that starts to show up, my view is like, well, why is this showing up for you? And why is it feeling, why is it showing up for me? What's, what is this triggered in me that's made me go, actually, I don't want to work with you. What is that? So it's an opportunity also if you're game and open to it is to do a bit of self-reflection. And I did that after that call where this this individual was particularly, you know, adversarial towards me. And I was like, actually, what, what, what showed up for me in that, that I felt like I had to kind of position or, or compete in some respect. So we, I think sometimes we people forget that the work that we do, as I said, is personal. It's about us and we're trying to share and support you. There's nothing in it for us other than this engagement. We want to actually try and help you. Our goal is to help our clients in every business, like whether you're, you know, selling a widget or whether you're actually giving, you know, advice of some form or helping people through their business. We're actually, our purpose is to serve and to help. And I think some people forget that that's the intention sometimes of these engagements. I love that, just remembering to sit, that we're there to serve and to help. So it's, that's an interesting one because I'm a big believer, as I know you are, is giving value and giving, um, for me personally, I want every client to walk away feeling that they have received more than what they had ever imagined that they would yep. or they've got, you know, gained more than they had expected or something. Yeah. And so... I, I like to do that with my social media posts too. So I'm giving tips and explaining one of my things I've been doing in the last few months, once every couple of weeks is doing a, a big topic, like, you know, what is, I don't know, conversion, what does conversion mean? Because so many people get so confused about the jargon and things. And um, so just giving, so you don't need to pay and book a session with me. Let's actually just discuss that on social media, for example. Yeah. So I'm always intrigued by the ones that keep everything very tight to themselves and don't share and then still expect that they will be able to sell a gazillion products or book a gazillion clients when actually you're not really being able to see what you're all about and where that expertise and that knowledge and everything is. And I, and, I, and I have a theory of that, and it may be a slightly misaligned theory, but this is one of my theories, is when people don't want to share the information as to what they're selling and a little, you know, open the door to say, hey, let's have a look behind the curtain to show you what you're going to get. Uh, one of the two things is one, often I found, and I've actually paid for a couple of programs in my time where I've, you know, haven't seen behind the curtain. It looked really great and I joined it and went, oh, this is just a rehash of someone else's program. 
And so they can't actually share a lot of that information publicly because then everybody will see it's literally just a rehash of someone else's program. So I feel like if someone's not willing to open the doors and share that, the question is, what are they hiding? What don't they want you to see? Because the reality is there's very little new ideas, like completely brand spanking new ideas in the market at the moment. Often it's just different perspectives of an old idea. So email marketing has been around since email existed in some form or another, but it's how we do it. It's the process. It's the nuances that you share, Kylie, in your programs around email marketing that makes it different. It makes it amazing. You talk about email marketing all the time and openly because it engages people go maybe I need to do this but it's what's the point of difference is not the what as we've talked about before but it's how you share and those little nuances and your your own personal reflections that's where the value is that's what people are purchasing when they work with somebody like you it's not the mechanics of how to set up a MailChimp account it's not the mechanics of an auto uh, auto generation they can YouTube that but it's those other little things is how they write their byline, how they actually structure the email, those conversations about engaging people with their words. That's the value. It's And we often, and so many, so many times I see people, like you said, just hold stuff back because they don't want to share anything. Oh, this is secret business. Well, it's not really. It's just what's cool is you. So be open about you. And then people go, I want to work with you. It's so right. And you know, Jenny, Back in uh, teaching ballroom dancing days, I always, you know, first of all, people would often say, I've got two left feet, I can't learn to dance. And I'm like, actually, if you can walk, I can teach you to dance. Yeah. And I'm actually, so ballroom dancing in a wheelchair too. So it's not even about if you can walk. But um, for, this, for this instance, let's talk about if you can walk, you can dance. So then if they couldn't get it, if I'm teaching the foxtrot and they can't get it, that's my problem because I haven't explained it in a way that, that they get it. Yeah. So maybe half the class has, maybe 90% of the class has, but if this person over there hasn't, then I need to find another way of explaining it. And yeah. then I'll explain it in that way. And if they still don't get it, I'll explain it another way. So for me as the tutor, the teacher, the coach, the instructor, whatever, it's my job to find the way that they understand it. And I 100%. never give up. I, well, I believe I never, ever had a time where someone would finish their eight-week course and not be able to dance. And it felt so great. And so often it was the really hesitant ones in the beginning that would come up to me at the end and say, when's the next one? I, I never knew I could do it and I've just loved it. So I feel isn't that, isn't that the best thing though about being a coach, Carly? That's the best. As, as, you're, as you're telling that story, I'm feeling like little goosebumps going, I can feel how much, that, how important that is to you and I, because because I feel the same thing. But when you have that opportunity to share someone and change someone's perspective and change their view of themselves, that's the critical thing that you did in that process. You know, it didn't. It, even if they couldn't dance really well, they changed their understanding of what their own limits were. And so, how beautiful is that as a coach to have that opportunity to just say to someone, "Well, I can't do it," and then them realize eight weeks later that they actually can, and that that their boundaries and their kind of worldview of themselves has actually changed on a really fundamental level. And that's so important. And I agree. And I really think, in terms of like. One of the most important things to me is that you that you learn it, that you understand it, and that you could do it if you had to. But then if you don't want to and if you feel like you can't or you don't want to put that time into it, then we can find ways to outsource, whether it's social media outsourcing to me, whether it's bookkeeping outsourcing, whatever it is, we can find an, an outsourcing situation. But I truly believe you have to learn to do it yourself before you outsource it to a certain degree anyway, because you've got to have a bit of an understanding 
of what's involved. A hundred percent. And I couldn't agree with you more. I think that's the thing, isn't it? People say, oh, well, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to have to learn it. But if you don't know it, you also, and when I've seen people do that, they just outsourced everything and not learned it. They, that's when they come back to us six months later and said, oh, someone else did this for me. Now I don't know what they've done and it's all confused and I, and I can't fix it. I've had a falling out with the provider. So now I don't know what they've done to my website or my, I don't know what they've been doing with my social media. And because if your arm's length, it's because you, and to me, that's like, that's, that's almost a lack of, it's almost indifference, almost. I'm indifferent about it. And if you're indifferent about it, you can't actually have any growth or change or influence over it. You need to have some skin in the game. And I completely agree with you that learning how to do it first gives you the opportunity and also the knowledge to decide whether you want to do that or not. It also then shows the people what it's worth, its value in a way. Oh, because, definitely. You know, I might get it. I'm, for, let's take bookkeeping, for example. I don't want to do that myself. There's a tiny element of it that I do in my own business just to keep a handle on it, but yep. the rest is all outsourced. And definitely the next stage is outsourced to an accountant. So my reality is there's no way that, A, I need to spend my time on that stuff. It's not my forte. It's not my zone of genius. And it's definitely not my superpower and I don't enjoy it so let's be honest why would I then spend my time on it so but I definitely still had to understand the workings of zero for example yeah. understand why we do this what's happening etc cetera, etc cetera. so then I can really put a value on what I'm paying to get that work done for me so if yeah, you have no point. idea what goes in behind the scenes then how can you how can you really be confident with paying what you need to pay for things I uh, completely agree. And that comes to the digital marketing goals. So when you're talking about for, you, for this year, looking at what is your digital marketing goals for the year, we, and we talked about this, I think, in our, in our session on Wednesday when we talked about goal, session, goal setting session on Wednesday in the second half of that masterclass, we're talking about when you're setting your goals, it's looking at what are the things that you need to do, but also then looking at the resources. So when you're setting digital marketing goals, just because it needs to be done doesn't mean that you have to do it. So understanding what is it that you want to achieve first is the biggest and, and most important step. But the second one, which is equally important, is what resources do you need to do that? What do you actually need in order to achieve that? Is it time? Is it money for to pay someone else? Is it training for yourself? Or is it so what do those resources look like to enable you to achieve those digital marketing goals that you want for this year? And so we often forget that little resource piece. And then we get to six months down the track and go, oh, I haven't been able to reach this. And then out comes the list of excuses and obstacles that you've thrown in your own way to get there. Whereas if you start with the resource conversation, it actually helps you remove all the obstacles in that pathway. Totally. So the resources that you might need this year are maybe you need a new team member. Maybe you need new platforms um, and software, et cetera. Maybe you need um, to be more highly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you need more Jenny. Maybe you need a new coach. Maybe you need more time with the coach you've got, or maybe you need a community. So I think we all have such different needs, but I, I was the, on the thing that I was listening to last night or part of last night. She talked, you talk. I think we forget that. I often talk about needing a coach and I, you know, as you and I both believe every coach also needs a coach. So everyone needs a coach in so many different parts of their lives, but particularly we also all need a community. So I think that's, that's going to be another focus for me this year is building my own community and making sure that we're doing everything we can to make people feel welcomed in there, um, understood in there and free to be able to speak up and ask for help. 
or, and I think or for you and for, for people in your situation as well, where you're you've got a unique situation in your personal life as well as the business life. Your business is growing, and there's all the the challenges you have around isolation. For the personal piece, for you, community is really important. And I think we often forget that we don't. We just look at the business side of of our engagements with people, and we don't we forget that kind of human element that comes into play in terms of that's supporting this business growth. All those personal needs that you have, and community is so important, both on a personal and a business level because it does allow us to grow and be feel supported and also allows that kind of some of the weight to be distributed a little bit better than just on our shoulders it's a great way of saying it distributing the weight i like it i like it a lot jenny so next week i'd love to chat about specific things that we need to adopt for 2022 for all of us in our businesses there's a few new things that have popped up um, that are definitely when we need to put some focus and yeah, so so let's let's talk about that specifics of new focus. For example, just give you a little snippet. One of the things that we need to be focusing on is um, audible SEO. So spoken keywords, for example. And um, let's obviously it's always a thing, but particularly now video, that's a super big thing too. Anything in particular, Jenny, that um, you'd like to add to that, or will we keep a little surprise for next week? I would. I just want to talk about the audible SEO, and as a as a sideline, and I did, and this is how much we love talking to each other. I forget what time it is when we talk to each other. Is that so? People know that I I have a new car, which I'm very very excited about. But what's quite extraordinary on it I can press the button on the car and say I'm hungry and it brings up a list of cafes and restaurants within kind of a period of space uh, time uh, uh, location to wherever I am at that time so if I'm driving along and I go I'm hungry to the machine it will bring me up a list after list after list of cafes restaurants places that I can get food that then will give me directions to it so this kind of which is insane. But of course, I was looking through it because we went to one of our favorite restaurants on Wednesday night when we first got the car over in Redcliffe, the Rustic Olive, which is one of Michael's has, has been going there forever. And it's one of our favorite Italian restaurants. But on this list, so we were only about five kilometers from that location. But on this list of I'm hungry, there were only all, there were lots of smaller cafes. But a lot of the bigger chains and the bigger restaurants like the Rustic Olive and, and other ones that are in that space didn't show up on the list. And I was fascinated and I thought, oh, how is it drawing the information? And, of course, it's drawing it from Google. So it's looking at, uh, at how people are describing their business. And I think because audible search, like on a vehicle, is becoming so much more prevalent, the words we use really dictate how people find you, particularly like whether I'm driving, whether I'm looking at on my phone and asking Siri to find a local cafe or the Android equivalent. So I think it's such an important important point there to talk about things like Audible SEO. So that really brought it to the fore to me, to the fore of my mind this week when, when I was trying to find a cafe on Wednesday in my car. So definitely, I think that's such an important conversation we can have next week. Challenge that we can put out to everyone for this week is. Get onto your Google My Business, update it, make sure it's really, oh, nothing makes me more irritated than looking for, you know, is that is that restaurant still open or that takeaway still open? It says so in the Google, but then you ring them closed. So it's so easy to update. So that's different. If you haven't got a Google My Business, why not? Get Google My Business. I found three of my clients this week and we've been talking about it for ages, still don't have Google My Business. I'm like, come on, people, get onto that. It's free, just do it. And then yeah. update it regularly. Yeah. Mm, 
interesting. So we're using a poster plan, not for Facebook and Instagram, but for um, Google My Business and LinkedIn and Twitter, et cetera. Oh. So jump on, we got it through AppSumo. Jump yeah, on I have that. posted plan too. So I'm, I'm actually, I hadn't thought about using it for Google My Business, but we have our team online today. We might be starting to use it for Google My Business now. Right. Just once a week, just put it out there. Yep. Something to update people. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing about the things we need to focus on next week, um, particularly in the digital marketing space, because there's so many changes that have happened over the last couple of months that we definitely need to let everybody know about. So how can people get in contact with you, Kylie, between now and then? Hellomedia.team is the website. It's also the Instagram and hellomedia.dreamteam for Facebook. But jump in and join our Facebook group, which you can find on the Facebook page, because that's where we hang out when I'm sharing a lot of tips and tricks and algorithm updates and all the things. And what about you, Jenny? We're at Elephant in the Room AU on Insta and Facebook. You can find us also on LinkedIn and the website eitrconsulting.com to learn a little bit more about what we do, but we like to hang out on Instagram mostly. So find us there. Cool. I'm going to look forward to hanging out with you on Instagram too. That so uh, awesome. look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thanks for listening in. And uh, have a wonderful day and weekend. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks.